Hi, and you're very welcome to episode five of the Leitrim GA podcast here on Leitrim Daily in association with Leitrim GAA. Of course, we must remind you about a few things that are going on in the county. The Supporters Club in one, we'll talk about that in a little bit of time. Also, winnawedding.ie is coming to an end in the coming weeks with more about how you can win yourself a wedding worth 25,000 euros. My name is Brett Fierley and today I am joined once again by former county player and Connacht champion Aidan Rooney. Aidan, you're very welcome to the show. Thanks, Brett Great to be here again. I should probably throw in their current St. Mary's football manager in near neighbouring Sligo, where of course you're now resident. Um, we, we, we will hear from you later on in the show, maybe a little bit about that when we're chatting to some of our guests and the parallels that it draws with our club championships and club leagues, which, of course, we were lucky enough to receive the fixtures of. Uh, everything kicking off, not this weekend, but in uh, eight, nine days' time, we'll have games back in the county again at adult level. Of course, a couple of juvenile games already taking place. Uh, what's it been like in your experience? Um, has football started where you are in Sligo yet, in? Yeah, we're starting this weekend. We've a, we've a warm-up competition this weekend. We have a Division One game the following weekend. So yeah, we're back into into full action. And Sligo have um, full leagues. Well, they're half leagues, but relegation from them and promotion from them. So Sligo have gone a little step further, I suppose, than Leitrim in regard. You know, they're putting they're putting emphasis on the league football as well, which is good. Um, unless you have a lot of county players like we have, <laughs> it's not as good. But um, you know, it's yeah, it's up and running. Look at Breffney, it's great. Lads are back out training. We think we have 12 or 13 sessions on at this stage now over a couple of weeks. And, you know, the, the buoyancy around the place is fantastic. It's just great to see people out playing football again and sport. And like St. Mary's down here in Sligo, sure, it's like every club, it's it's inundated with teams, you know, from under 8, under 10, right, the whole way up to senior adults, you know, ladies and men and hurling. It's just, it's just, it's, it's, it's great. Yeah, we're going to hear more about that and the parallels that that draws here in the county of Leitrim uh, with current senior club champion, Captain Danny Beck. He'll be with us later on in the show. We'll also hear from Declan Bowen, county secretary, about the fixture list. We'll go through some of the fixtures, but also just the, the broader dates and schedules for the next six weeks or so as the games hot up at senior level and general adult level around the county. First, let's take a little bit of a look back at, uh, I suppose, what can only really be described as, as a disappointing league season for our hurlers and our footballers. Both sides played three games, both sides uh, three defeats. Uh, it doesn't really get much worse than that, Aidan. Ah, it's disappointing, Breffney. You know, it's, um, you know, we would have looked forward to the, the possibility of, you know, promotion back to Division 3. I think every county in the group in football in particular would have looked at this as a real opportunity to kind of, um, you know, to, to reinstate themselves in, in, in division three. And I, I suppose Terry would have looked at it in that way, but look, we all knew the lockdown would have different effects on different teams. You know, there was nobody um, sure what it'd be like. I think there was definitely, um, you, you know, some reservation around the place as to how much work teams had done and nobody could quantify it exactly. But I think, to be fair, actually, I know Leitrim showed a great kick in the last game against Antrim, you know, which was which was great to see that. But unfortunately, all the damage was done at that stage, you know, and and um, the games were, you know, very close for long periods of the games, and then we kind of we ran out of steam. So look, there's no point in putting glass on it. It's disappointing because it was an opportunity missed. Like next year, we're going to be back into a Division Four where there's eight teams, and we have to win, you know, five out of our seven games to get promoted, and we're back into the same. This year was probably a, an opportunity to have a, a short, sharp jab at it and, and, and get out. Um, but maybe looking in hindsight, 
you know, maybe at the moment, you know, we need to grow back into that status that we've been in the last couple of years. Terry came in and, you know, got the bounce, got a great start and got, got the team moving, got promoted. You know, maybe we back to that again, just need to start, you know, take a breath, you know, have a look at our club championships this year again and, you know, go at it again and try and rebuild and, and, and move forward. But like the main thing here, you know, is positivity. We have to be positive about this, you know, like it is where it is at the moment, but in football and hurting and any other team sport, you're only as good as your last game. And if your last game is a good one, you know, and that's right, be looking at it from the glass half full perspective. You know, there's a lot of realism out there at the moment about, you know, all the negatives around the places regarding our population. And the, that's always been the case. You know, I know there was reference made to, um, you know, maybe the, the, the club standard in the county. And, you know, as you know, we'll have a chat with Danny later on, but I don't believe that's the case. You know, I think, you know, the standard in the county is as good as any county around the place where they're top teams. You know, our top teams are top teams and um, they're very well prepared and they work very well. So, look, there's lots of, I suppose, um, scope for negativity, but you know, there's no, there's no, there's, there's no point in negativity because we have to move forward. And I think for the guys that are on the county panel at the moment, it's a very, I suppose, hard place to be. Like you're several weeks away from your Connacht Championship game against Sligo Mayo. You know, you're in a, you're, in, you're in a spot now where I suppose you've no other game in there. You know, you've no other competitive action in between. It's hard to keep focus. It's hard to keep, you know, the preparation going at the level required to compete against, uh, you know, a, a team in, in a semi-final of a Connacht Championship. So I suppose. From Terry's point of view, or from the, the management of the county county team's point of view, you know, keeping that 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 bubble afloat at the minute, and maybe the Antrim f- uh, finale was something that to give them some buoyancy going into, into their preparations. Yeah, well, we talked about that with Evan Sweeney on the show last week, and he was one of a couple of cameos that came in and to really impress in the last twenty minutes of that game. Uh, in terms of positives, that twenty minutes aside, there were plenty of other periods in in the footballers at least that, that had. Uh, 15 minutes here, 20 minutes there, where we showed we were as good as anybody in the division. We just couldn't string it together for 70 minutes. Yeah, I think, look, at the, I suppose, I was at the Sligo game, obviously, down here. Um, There's nothing in the teams. There was nothing in the teams, to be honest. You know, the game was very, very tight all through. And then there was a couple, I suppose, Aidan Flynn sending off. And Sligo just looked at it, having a little bit more legs on that day at the end of the game. But it's easy when you're, I suppose, you're in a man off. So, look, at the, the reality, when you go into the league, there was going to be nothing in the teams, very little, and it was going to be small margins that made the difference. And maybe Leitrim's fitness margins were the difference. You know, I don't know. It's very hard to put a finger on it. You know, momentum is a great thing as well. You know, um, we didn't get momentum at any stage. You know, we had good performances in parts of games, and we did very well. And some of our scoring feats in that game, and you know, in the Mavericks Park were excellent. You know, there were some power scores and lots of lots of positivity, um, even even in defeat. But at the same time, I suppose the short league doesn't allow you that scope to have you know a bad game you two bad games in a row you have to find a win quickly and you know at the end of the day it didn't work out for Sligo either but at the end of the day I suppose Leitrim's perspective now is they have no competitive action leading into their championship and that's that's a bit of a disappointment because it's a long gap from the Antrim game to, to the Sligo or Mayo game with no competitive action and, and and guys I suppose not playing with their clubs in that period you know there's a lot of stuff going on there I suppose maybe that's I don't know, would be better off playing some club games, you know, in a competitive environment and, you know, up to work with up to, to within two weeks of the game. I don't know. I, I don't know, Brefney, but I know at the minute it's not an easy job for anyone to re-motivate and redirect the team. And, you know, we just have to, you know, stand behind it and, and you know, give it every encouragement that it needs. 
Let's talk for a second about that big gap uh, between competitive fixtures. Antrim, of course, now almost two weeks ago, uh, the Mayo game, not for another five weeks. This weekend, we all, just, we all thought that there was a, a clash between fourth place in our group and third place in the other group in the semi-final. Uh, the fixtures came out, it was Sligo versus Antrim, not Leitrim, or Sligo versus Wexford, not Leitrim versus Wexford. Uh, we don't necessarily know the, the specifics as we sit here talking about why that change was made or if that change was ever meant to be any different. Um, would you, in your instance, I suppose you have a feet in both camps, your son obviously plays with Sligo, do you think that's an opportunity lost if if we didn't, if we had the opportunity to play that kind of competition game? Well, absolutely. The way it's transpired, Breffney, I suppose Sligo have had a very, very similar campaign to Leitrim. Um, and they're heading off to Wexford or Port Leash to play Wexford on Sunday. And I suppose the feeling I have, you know, without having spoken to, to Nathan, but I think there's a bit of a kind of a, a chance of redemption here. You know, Sligo are going down to play Wexford in a game that they can try and resurrect something out of their season. You know, before they face Mayo, who are the second favourites for the All-Ireland probably in the championship in two weeks' time. But like, yeah, absolutely, it's an opportunity missed if it was, if it was, I don't know how the fixtures were were drawn up or how they were done, but it's a game that I suppose, you know, Sligo have got and I think it'll help them. It'll certainly help them heal the wounds of, of the Antrim and Louth games. I think from Leitrim's point of view, it would have been the very same. There's no question it would have given the lads, um, you know, a game at that level to bring them back into competitive action and give them momentum leading and keeping their training going. It's a long time to train a team over six weeks with no games competitively, you know, to try and keep them um, keep them on 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 you know on, on an even keel. And that's kind of where, yeah, definitely to answer your question in a short answer, it's 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 a game lost for Leitrim that they didn't get that game. And they played Galway in a challenge match last weekend. We won't go into the specifics of the game, uh, but is that the kind of calibre of opponent <clears throat> and the level that Leitrim need to be setting themselves at? How realistic is it to be playing a team of Galway's calibre when we haven't been able to live with Division 4 opposition? Now, well, unfortunately, Breffney, I suppose that game, um, and we weren't at it, but I would imagine it was Galway's probably second string and guys fighting for places in the team, which probably is not a bad challenge game to get in the fence that they're probably as competitive or more competitive than the guys who are in the first team. But but that being said, um, Pori Joyce wasn't bringing down his A-team to reach from here to play a challenge game. Um, the game was in well, actually. Or, or, you know, he wasn't going to play his A-team against us because there's no merit in that for him either. You know, he's he's competing to get into division, you know, the highest division in the, in the country and stuff. And yeah, I, but there is a gap in the teams at the moment. Um, there's no question about that. So the trade-off was... was is when you're in Division Four, the difficulty of getting quality challenge matches is always a problem, you know. Um, you know, because most teams will have their cha- challenge games booked in advance, and I know the season has been a little bit different because of the COVID, but teams will have their work and homework done in advance, and the difficulty is that you won't get the challenge games of the standard required um, to bring you up another level. So at the moment where we are is we're we're we're, we're lingering at the bottom of Division Four. But as I said, Breffney, like you know, we're just we're always one game away from or one performance away from changing that perspective. And I suppose unfortunately for us this year, um in in, in Leitrim, the season now is 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 you know coming to a to an end when normally you'd have months and months of this preparation time. You know, you'd have gaps between games and you'd have Two months to two and a half months of league football, and but it's it's been a short, sharp, sharp jab, and we've missed a couple of punches, and we've ended up now where we are. So I suppose looking forward, <clears throat> you have to face into the Connacht semi-final. You know, 
um, I'm not sure where that game is going to be played. Is it is it is it is it Marfrick's Park or is it or is it McHale Park or is it Carrigan Shannon? I'm not sure what the draw is, but I think we played Mayo here last year. So if it was Mayo, I'd imagine we're travelling. I, uh, I believe it's, if it's Mayo, we go to McHale Park. If it's Sligo, it'll be in Carrick and Shannon. I believe is the, yeah. the draw. Yeah. Look, and everyone looks forward to those big championship days and and the chance to perform on the big stage. You know. Um, so I suppose, look, you live in hope. Um, first of all, maybe the Sligo could do a number on Mayo. <laughs> um, but then you're looking at, if if not, you're looking at heading to Michaela Park to take on a Mayo team who want to win that Ireland. So, you know, probably not a bad place to be. It's kind of a shot to nothing really in the championship. And if we had backed that up, you know, with the league that we were hoping for, it would have been a great season. would have been fine. You know, if Terry was playing this weekend for for promotion um, to Division 3, as we had hoped, you know, things would have been great. You know, the, the championship game would have taken less significance and so on and so forth. Um, unfortunately, the way it's transpired, the championship game takes on a big significance now because um, we haven't performed in the league. Aidan, if you were in the Mayo hot seat now um, as manager, you're looking into a quarterfinal against Sligo, potential semi-final against Leitrim. Uh, you've always got one eye on an All-Ireland semi-final or an All-Ireland final when you're in the Mayo job. Uh, but are you happy to have that calibre of, of, of opponents, like effectively in league form 29-30 in terms of Sligo and 31 rank in terms of Leitrim? Do you want a higher calibre of opponent or are you happy just to get through the rounds? I don't think it's any benefit to Mayo. Um, to be playing against teams who are in Division Four in the Championship, um, you know, certainly the gap is there. It's no benefit. Jay Horn's point of view is here: there's a banana skin ahead of him somewhere, and I'm sure Roscommon and Galway are rubbing their hands together in glee, you know, because they know that Paulie Joyce mightn't get the games in those two games. Now look, hope springs eternal, you know, but it's only hope. It's only hope. It's not realism at the moment. So from my own perspective, I would say James Horn is probably disappointed. He probably, he probably far preferred to have, you know, Roscommon or, or, or Galway in the first round and Leitrim or Sligo in a semi-final, I'd say, because at least that will get his, his focus and his tempo up. You know, injuries, we haven't a clue. And we know Aidan O'Shea is injured, but if, if, apart from that, you don't know how camps are going with injuries, you know. You know, our, our club players, you know, it's probably a different kettle of fish at the moment, but at the minute, county players' injuries probably on the back of the league and the early tra- the late training coming on. So look, I don't I don't know Breffney, but I I would say James Horn would have preferred a different path. It's people are saying it's a handy path to a kind of final. It might be, but is it the path you want to be heading into play a Roscommon and a Gal- or a Galway who are absolutely rip roaring mad ready for you um, after a really intense semi-final I'm not so sure <laughs> I'm not so sure well we all live in hope that that won't be Mayo's route to a final and that we interrupted in the semi-final if Sligo don't get that opportunity before us in terms of the hurlers of course um, same kind of story been a little bit more competitive in some of the games but it's three defeats from three um, it's a fairly challenging championship draw ahead of them as well they play Mayo as well and also Donegal two of the strongest sides in the Nicky Rackard Cup um, it's it's just not a great time for our county teams this year, is it? It's a very, very, very similar scenario to the football. Very, very similar. Um, you know, they went in with huge hope, and we all saw, saw the way the loud game finished up at the start, like heartbreaking stuff. You know, to lose a game the way they did, that they had it won, and and to lose it, and 
just takes the sting out of the tail. And then Fermanagh then, I suppose, an eight-point loss there kind of, you know, showed where the team was deflated. And, you know, it's hard to bounce back then, you know, in the Cavan game. But they're, they're, they're in a very, very similar position, Brefney. You know what I mean? They're, they're gone through a league that they would have anticipated that have done well in. Um, by the luck of the gods, they've ended up getting nothing out of the league. And now they're heading into a championship against teams that are uh, above them in the rankings. You know, probably not, maybe not as extreme as maybe, um, you know, as I said, if Mayo beats Sligo, maybe not as extreme as that. But at the same time, you know, Donegal and Mayo are punching at a different weight um, in the hurling as well. So, again, I'm not sure the hurling structures, but I think there's probably another game after those games in the quarterfinal setup, I'd imagine, if it's if it's like the Christie Ring Cup. So it'll be very similar. They'll, they'll have more games. So, but at the same time, the games, um, yeah, they're a learning curve, the games, but the chances of winning them are probably slim enough. Yeah, so we'll have to hope for uh, a big, big performance and maybe an off day for opponents and, and hopefully we'll catch them on the hop. One side, however, we haven't talked about yet on this week on the show, uh, who have pretty much booked the trend at inter-county level is our ladies football team, and they've been in action over the last few summers or Sundays, should we say? Um, three wins, three big, impressive wins against Ulster opposition in all instances. Antrim, a nice win there uh, at the weekend as well 5 9 to 111, huge score. But more importantly, we're seeing a real depth of squad with the ladies, and also some fine individual and team performances over the last few weekends. Yeah, well, I suppose it's great to see them doing well um, at that level. And I spoke, we spoke to Hugh Donnelly here uh, a couple of weeks ago on the show. And it, it was invigorating to hear Hugh, you know, Hugh's perspective and enthusiasm um, for the job and for what he was about to get into um, at the time. Um, he set his stall out and he's he's matched his stall to date. You know, he's he's set his targets and he's he was very confident and very buoyant himself. And I suppose the fact that's, you know, he's a troll man. We played three Ulster teams. <laughs> maybe it maybe it fell into his lap a little bit, you know, um, the opposition that we've played. But look at this fantastic ability in that ladies team. You know, he's um you know, he's 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 harnessed enthusiasm, I suppose, that's there. And and he's got it to, to flow for him. And that's kind of what management I suppose is about. You're trying to harness that, you know, and, and get everybody kind of point in one direction and you know they're buoyed, and sure a team that's buoyed, Brefney you know, it's going to, it's going to always have a chance. And that's the point we would make about the footballers and hurlers. If you had won your games and were, you know, then the championship becomes a different animal. You know, you're coming into the championship with a, maybe an inflated sense of self-belief, which is great. And that's what you need, you know, whereas the ladies have that and they've earned it. And, and the scores in the games have scored 314, 118 and 5-9. Like it's colossal stuff. You know, they're, they're, they're putting massive scores on the board and they're not conceding that much. You know, they're not conceding, you know, seven points, you know, against Derry, like and they're just dominating teams, which is which is great. And I suppose from a point of view of um, progression, from the ladies' point of view, um, Aidan Hearn and Cole, like it's 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 progressing. It's 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 going the right way. And look at the rising tide lifts all the boats, Brefney. We all know this. Um, you know, and whatever is to be, like good luck to the ladies, and hopefully they can achieve their targets and 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 get their success in the intermediate championship they're looking for after they get promotion. Um, obviously, a game against Limerick is a kind of a banana skin come up for them, really, because we know they're better than Limerick. Um, Limerick Limerick's group has been topsy turvy. There's been each team has won a game. It's kind of it's not nearly as definitive as Leach's performance in their division or in their group. So, 
Like the, that game is always going to be a banana skin, um, you know, for them. Limerick are coming up with nothing to lose into Galway, and our girls are going down with everything to lose, you know. So I suppose that's something that you will have to manage manage this week and get their heads in the right place for that game, you know. Um, and and they have been to date, so I'd imagine nothing should be different, you know, against Limerick. Absolutely. We better clarify, Louth is not technically in Ulster. No. Like, uh, but, but they're, in the, they're, in the north, they're in the northern half of the county, because I'm sure somebody's going to make that comment to me. Well, familiarity I'm talking about. I'm sorry. I apologise. Absolutely. Familiarity with the local teams. Yeah, but in terms of the, 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 the challenge ahead, of course, the semi-final against Limerick this weekend, I, I had the pleasure of dropping in to train in during the week with Leitrim ladies and having a chat with a few of the players. I spoke to Alva Clancy of Manor Hamilton, Glencar Manor Hamilton, Carla Le Guin of St. Bridget's, formerly Ahawillan. That's a brand new club that's been set up in the last 12 months. That might have escaped a lot of people's um, notice during the whole COVID sh- shutdown. There's a, a brand new club there has formed out of Ahawillan and Ochmashillan. Uh, it's now St. Bridget's and Charlene Terrell of Mughal, of course, intermediate champions in the county last year. She's back. Um, I won't say how many years, but plenty of years after her first appearance in uh, in league final stages of competitions in a Leitrim jersey, and she's back to chat about it now in her early thirties uh, about the whole difference in the game over that period of time. Here's what they had to say to me uh, in Clune during the week. Carla Le Guin, uh, it's always nice to be looking into a semi final. It's been a good season so far. Tell us how it's uh, gone for you. Yeah, it's going well. Um, everyone's training hard, and we have a good group together, so we're where we want to be. So, what's the hope going into the game on Sunday? Well, hopefully we win. I suppose you don't look win looking for anything else. Um, so, just want to get the win and get through the final, and hopefully just get through, get past Limerick, and then that's it. Charlene, uh, it's semi-final time in the National League. You've been past this stage before, um, but maybe a little bit earlier in your career. What's it like to be back here a decade later and at this stage of a championship? It, uh, it's mad. Ten years ago, I was in this position, you know, getting ready for a big game. Um, and it's mad. I'm trying to savour every moment, you know, these trainings building up to a big game is what it's all about, you know. So it's um, exciting and... Um, for all involved, really, you know, it's a long time coming around. I don't know where Leitrim ladies, I wasn't really involved in any of the football in the National League final or semi-final since 2010. Um, you know, and there's a few of us here that was involved that year, Claire Owens and Michelle Guckin. So, you know, it's good even chatting there before training about the memories of celebrating afterwards, you know, and to get the excitement going in the girls, you know, like, right, if we win on Sunday, we find ourselves in a final, which would be fantastic because um, we weren't shy at the beginning of the year saying you know we wanted to win division four and get promoted to division three so uh, we're still not shy about that <laughs> alva clancy um exciting times at fleet from ladies football uh, three wins from three semi-final on sunday you must be happy in the camp yeah we're we're very happy we're going well i suppose this was a goal that we set out at the start of the year and um we just have a, a couple more steps to go <laughs> I suppose we've talked to a couple of the other girls about maybe some of the steps or the, the goals that they've set this year in terms of getting promotion. That's something that can be achieved on uh, in the next couple of weeks. Um, how important is it for Leitrim to, to get that step and to get out of Division 4? Um, I think it's it's really important, especially if we want to go challenge for the championship as well. Um, I definitely think that, you know, we're 
we're up higher, Division 3 could be pu pushing for a Division 3 title like next year and so it's pretty confident to say but you know, the, the group that we have here, it's very competitive, I don't think it's been as competitive in the previous years I've been here so everyone's kind of fighting for a place and pushing each other on and um, yeah it's been really good so far. We talked to Charlene as well about the, the, the gap over the last decade or so since she was at this stage before. Uh, in terms of your own experience you've had plenty of, of opportunities to play in really good sides in, in a couple of different codes you've been to world university games you've played in the women's national soccer league as well and um, how does this group compare to some of the other teams the high performance squads you've been involved in um i'd say it's like it's pretty pretty similar like and this was the the closest of the group as well as something that you would maybe experience on some other teams um but i think that we're all pretty dedicated to the cause and we've all got the same kind of goals in mind and you know the training is tough but we <laughs> we enjoyed at the end of the day and you know if we, we win division four like that will kind of that will kind of be the dicing on the cake for us and then push on further after that. Tell us a bit about the squad this year because I suppose last year was very interrupted by Covid championship probably didn't go the way you would have liked more so down to the draw than anything else um what's the mood like because the results have been really impressive this year so far yeah the mood's good obviously when everyone's training hard and you know we're getting the we're winning the games we want to be winning everybody's going to be happy so and um, yeah the squad's good it's kind of the same as last year we haven't really much changed so hopefully yeah we've got a better draw for a championship this year so what is the goal for for this year from the team's point of view win the league and then championship as well i suppose no point in saying anything different because you don't go out to, to draw games or to, to finish second or that so just do as well as you can and obviously there's a great turnout of girls here good squad a few girls missing as well um ahead of the, the weekend but uh how far can this side go this year is a, a championship run you, you mentioned the draw is the championship run realistic i think it is yeah when you when you get a good group together and you're or training as hard as you can, why not? In terms of the game ahead, how much do you know about Limerick? Obviously everyone's been shut down for the best part of a year and a bit. Do you know anything about them? No, you know, we played them last year, it was the last game before a lockdown and you know it was a big victory. Um, but you can't go off any team from last year's performances. Um, so I personally haven't watched any of the other games because it's very easy to get caught up in the other team and nearly overthink things and maybe get nervous, you know, before the game and it's I prefer nearly just focusing on us really, you know, and what we have to do and what we have to improve on for Sunday to get the victory because we have no, you know, shadow of a doubt that Limerick are going to come and bring everything they have. You know, at the end of the day, there's two teams and we all want the same thing. We want to be in the league final, you know, in a couple of weeks' time. So um, we know we have another battle on our hands. How do you prepare for this differently than you would have done uh, 11 years ago? Do you know what? I actually can't even remember. We were just talking there about a team talk the night before in the dressing room. Um, so I think nearly I didn't. Uh, you take for granted how long it takes to get to a final. You know, finals are scarce. And I think back then, you know, I was 25. You don't think about things like that. You don't think about how often they come around in your career. So... Um, I think some of the young girls maybe don't realise that they could be me in 10 years' time, you know. Talk to us about the game because um, people would probably know you more so as a forward over the last over recent seasons, but you've played in the backs a little bit in recent games. How have you found that transition? Yeah, it's not bad. I suppose when I was playing wing forward the last few years, it's been kind of a defensive wing forward role, so it's actually easier to attack from wing back than it, than it was from wing forward over the last year or so. so. 
Was that a, a personal decision or was that one that maybe would have been put to you? What was the reaction like when you, when you heard that first, when the first suggestion came in? Um, I can't remember exactly, it was last year, but I, I'll try anything, like I'll try any position just to see how it goes and to get, get game time, you know. We have a lot of forwards, so a lot of strong forwards. In terms of that, how is it like in the squad, I suppose, there's plenty of Leitrim teams in all codes and all sports over the years have have had that kind of, uh, I suppose, uh, expectancy that certain players know they're going to play every week. That doesn't seem to apply. You look at the quality of some of the girls who've been on the bench. Um, and you, how, what's it like being in a squad where there was genuine competition for every single jersey on the pitch? I think it makes training even better because everybody's training as hard as they can because nobody knows if they're going to be starting or like there's no guarantee for anybody on the pitch. So it makes training more competitive and everyone's going hard every every session. So. What will you do? Celebrate obviously two weeks to the final if you get past Limerick on Sunday. We don't think about that just yet. <laughs> Listen, best, best luck on Sunday. Thank you very much. In terms of, I suppose, the, the season so far across the county for, for all the teams, the hurlers have struggled a little bit, the footballers haven't, things haven't gone their way, apart from maybe a, a cameo 20 minutes against Antrim. It seems to have been positive, positive, positive news out of the ladies' football camp. Um, why, why is that, do you say? What do you put that down to? Um, I suppose I think the club football in Leitrim as well is very competitive. Um, all I think, especially in the senior as well, I think any team could really be pushing for that championship and the intensity of it, of it as well. So then it kind of brings it brings it into the training as well. And then I think as well, Hugh has brought a new kind of aspect and a new kind of a new vision to, towards the team that has kind of pushed us on a bit more. And it's yeah, like it's just been really good this year. I'm really enjoying it and kind of coming back from like a few kind of small injuries and stuff from, from last year it's been good to kind of like get going again and yeah we kind of really believe in ourselves that we can that we can do it this year we did mention that uh experience in other codes there was a lovely ball i think from Murren's goal against loud and it was just a vision that diagonal ball you don't see it a lot anymore in gaelic but it was right off uh, maybe a, a galway women's session or an international soccer team session um how much does the experience in other codes bring to your game here with Leitrim? Um, so it does. I think maybe that the vision, like I like to think that I can do. It once I get the ball, I can kind of see see a pass. Um, I can like to get it out early, and um, I think tactic-wise as well, because I suppose soccer will probably be a bit more be a bit more tactical. So it kind of brings a different dimension than obviously playing with um, great players here, and then like Marin as well. You know, I think from playing with club as well, I think we have a good understanding of each other and and how we like it. So I think she dropped that ball, but. I think she went round the key for anyway, so I was. <laughs> <laughs> she was off the hook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In terms of the club, you mentioned that um, you've also got the Connacht final coming up in a couple of weeks. While we have you, might as well have a chat with you about that. Um, what's the mind frame and or what's the mindset in terms of, of that? Because obviously, you have to get yourself back up after almost what seven or eight months since the county final or the, the Connacht championship games to come back to that. Um, what's the, the mood in the in that camp as well? Yeah, it's I suppose it's weird um, having not played. Since, since then with the club in October like we would have been really going really well back then and then for it to all be kind of shut off just the, the week of the Connacht final so I suppose we're training away with that and we're going in confident as well but I suppose against Giva they, I know they have a pretty experienced team and they would have had a lot of former Saga players as well so I think it's going to be interesting especially as we, we both haven't played kind of like competitive football with our clubs in a while so 
Yeah, I suppose we're just going to have to wait, wait and see the next week. Well, listen, the very, very best luck on Sunday uh, against Limerick, and hopefully we'll be talking again ahead of a, a league final in a couple of weeks' time. Yeah, that's great. Thanks, Rafi. Well, it's as he just said there, it's knockout football now. You know, we don't have the, we can't go on and just play for 10, 15 minutes spurts of good play. Like it's, you know, our league campaign will be all over on Sunday if we just don't show up. So, you know, winning is, you know, the first and foremost, but, uh, you know, performance as well would be great to show teams that we're not just here, you know, by luck, you know, that we haven't just had a handy ride of it because I know the scoreboard. You know, in the last three games has been quite a large score we won by but that's you know doesn't really represent how the games went like they were tough battles like we weren't handed this position of a semi-final um, and hopefully a final position you know and meet loud again but um, you know we've fought our way here and working hard and you know I think this is just the beginning nearly you know of where we want to get to. I think I remember saying to you actually in one of our last chats about Staying on board until we win another All Ireland. <laughs> that could be held to that though. Charlene, listen, the best luck on Sunday. Thanks a million. <laughs> we can but wish the ladies the best of luck in their clash with Limerick on Sunday afternoon and hopefully a league final to follow after that against uh, the winners of the other side of the draw, Carlo and Loud, of course, in action in that game too. And of course, a championship draw. And as you heard, the ladies quite happy with the prospects in the championship this year. And it's a real sense of optimism. There's a really nice vibe at the training. It's nice to see a Leitrim team who've kind of put aside all the, the stuff we hear about in, in terms of population and all the disadvantage of emigration and everything. And they're still producing it. So great to see that happening. And maybe a, a sign of what can be done uh, when absolutely everybody is pulling in the right direction uh, with that. Uh, Aidan, your own thoughts on, on, on where they might finish up this season? Oh, I think, there's a, well, as I said, having spoken to you and seeing the positivity around the place with the ladies um, and knowing some of the quality that they have, you know, um, there's no reason why they won't achieve their goals. You know, the Intermediate Championship is probably a real prospect for them. You know, I know last year they were very probably hard done by the draw. You know, they got some really, really strong teams this year they have they have, they have a real opportunity here. And I think the league, you know, getting promotion, winning their winning the league is going to be a huge step in that for them because everything is positive at the moment and they've got a massive bounce and the performances. So yeah, there's not a reason in the world why they can't go ahead and achieve their targets this year and win that intermediate championship. Of course, speaking of targets, we all have them here uh, with Leitrim GA. And one of Leitrim GA's targets this year is to fundraise and to balance the books. And one way of doing that is through the support of people like yourselves listening to this through Leitrim Supporters Club. 35 years in existence, uh, they are having their prize draw in 10 days' time as we're recording this, over the weekend uh, at the start of the club leagues in just... Uh, eight, nine days' time. So we would really appreciate uh, if you would support Leitrim GA and get behind the Supporters Club draw, which takes place next weekend, as I mentioned. Uh, it's €50 Euros for a ticket, and there are 12 prizes, the top one being a fantastic prize of €5,000. But more importantly, uh, the whole draw raises significant funding for Leitrim's county teams to prepare them and have them to the best uh Put forward as the season progresses. You can get all the information at leitrimsupportersclub.ie and don't forget uh, to also mention which club you're with as well so that um, they get their proper recognition in that respect too. Uh, Aidan, have you got your car sticker yet? Have you got a 
permanently emblazoned uh, amongst all the Sligo GA ones you're probably sporting too. Well, I don't, and it's a very funny story. The last time I, I set foot in Miller Hamilton, him and Devaney stuck on my car, so I don't have an option <laughs> when I'm in Leitrim, Breffney, whenever I cross the border, there's always, I like to, someone's going to stick a sticker on your car and tell you that you owe them money, so, yeah, well, that's one thing yeah, for sure. We found that out early in the year, Breffney, there's no problem with supporting Leitrim uh, GEA at any level. There's people out there uh, more than more than happy to do so, and always have been. Yeah, I know most people have probably already got on board, but if you haven't, you still have about a week or so to get that ticket in the draw and get your support your little car sticker and get your name in the hat for that €5,000 prize. And one of a dozen, uh, there's plenty of opportunities to win a little something. I know there's uh, breaks and meals and all sorts of things, jerseys, you name it, it's in the draw. Full details, Leitrim Supporters Club. Now, as we wrap up talking about county football, it is, of course, time to maybe cast one eye a couple of weeks down the line to the start of the Mace Night Football Leagues here in the county. Of course, six divisions, uh, one, two and three, and then reserve one, two and three for teams, uh, second and third teams within clubs. All the fixtures came out this week. Uh, we're going to talk to Declan Bohan, Secretary of Leitrim GAA, about the fixture list and the schedule ahead for club players. And then we might have a chat with Danny Beck about the impact within the club world of having the leagues back up and running after a gap of almost nine months. Here's the two lads. Now, club players will be delighted this week with the announcement of the first set of fixtures of the year. And that, of course, is the Masonite Football Leagues for all our adult men's football teams. And joining us now to have a chat about uh, the fixture list and the kind of the calendar overall over the next couple of weeks and months ahead is the Secretary of Leitrim County Board. Declan, you're very welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Bradley. Uh, it's good to be getting back into action again. Absolutely, absolutely. Very welcome email landed to most of the clubs over last weekend and some mouth-watering ties to edge us back into a bit of competitive action. It's been a little bit too long for most people's liking. Yes, Brefney. Um, I would have sort of had a quick look at the calendar, if you like, as in the actual calendar. And it's hard to believe that it's it's over nine months since we played our last club game in each other. I mean, that's a phenomenal break, uh, obviously enforced on us and so on. So we'd obviously be very hopeful at this stage now that with vaccination programs well advanced and all that, 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 that this is the beginning of uh, a new era, let's call it that. You know? And uh, with that in mind, you know, we have uh, set out through the CCC uh, a program of events that will encompass a certain amount of league activity. Uh, and then obviously we'll be leading into the championship later on in August in the summer and hopefully we'll have, have good fare there too, you know. So I suppose one of the things we have to bear in mind, if you don't mind me saying at this stage, um, Refni, is as everybody appreciates, uh, the county senior footballers obviously have uh, heavy duty ahead of them uh, with current semi-finals play on the 11th of July and the under-20s are out the Wednesday beforehand in the Connacht Championship and we'll be very hopeful that, that we will have other outings in both those grades through July uh, and maybe one of the county teams that people might forget about uh, to be honest which should be because we are a football uh, football uh, strong code is the county hurling team and the county hurling team uh, above all of the three county teams is actually guaranteed to play three games in July so all of that has had an impact on planning in this period and what can be available for club players. So with that in mind, the CCC has drawn up its plan. Uh, a lot of these games, it has to be said without the service of players across those three teams. But 
you know, at the end of the day, it's all about the club at this stage in locally and club players have got to get a piece. I hope they will be satisfied and, you know, in, in, in a non-eyed situation, I think the CCC has done a great job. Yeah, of course, Division 1 doesn't kick in properly for two more weekends. So the 26th is the, the first round proper. There will, of course, be one early game played in the coming weekend. And that, of course, is the clash between Anadolf and Mughal. The reason for that, to create a bit of a window for that intermediate championship final that was never played at the end of last season. Yes, Brefni, uh, another complication, obviously, thrown into a very complicated uh, storm of events, if you like. And... You know, it's unfortunate. It was unfortunate that we didn't get our programme finished in 2020 and the knock-on effect that that is having to try to create space for those three finals we played at, at, at junior level and at intermediate level uh, in between uh, the short window that, that may lay between the cessation of county activity and the start of this year's championship. So that is, you have that hit that nail on the head. The early games involved in first teams are for that reason uh, and that reason alone to, to clear out one weekend you know, and not... To, and to provide as much activity for the remaining clubs and not to waste everybody's week just because there has to be a game played from last year. So I think in fairness to the CCC, they've put a lot of thought into what they've done and how they've set it out. Uh, and, uh, you know, if you look at, which you've, you've alluded to earlier, if you look at the combinations of teams uh, in the various groups, it, it has to be pointed out that, you know, we were due to change our our league structures and championship structures in 2020 and, and we've never got that off the ground. It's hard to believe the decision that was taken uh, at the end of uh, December of 2018 may take until 2022 to become a uh, full-blown action but so be it, that's, that's what has happened. So the groups are based around you know, all of the first teams playing against each other, two groups of eight and, two, and a group of seven and each team getting a minimum of four games in that competition. So, you know, looking at the teams as they are sort of graded, they're graded in accordance with the 2019 finishing situations and the divisions they would have been in last year had we been able to play a league. So there are, there will be some tight tosses in it, you know. Yeah, absolutely. We did mention, of course, uh, the situation with Anna Duff's game. It's also true of Gort Letra's game. They are, of course, uh, the opponents for Anna Duff in that intermediate final in a couple of weeks' time. Uh, they host FINA this weekend. So for those four teams in Division 1 and 2, they'll play their first games this weekend. There's a full round of fixtures in Division 3 of the Mace Night League. Uh, we'll go through them quickly for this weekend's action, and that's Ahavas and Drumkirin. Eslam will host Clune, while Borna Kula and Kiltobard will do battle. Those games all on the 19th at 7pm throw-ins across all three divisions. And then really it's the, the first game, probably might get much time to spend on it next week on the show, uh, but there's some really mouth-watering clashes in Division 1 and Division 2 of that uh, Miss Night League as well. Um, some of them really do stand out though, and of course Aidan might have one eye on the Glencar Manor trip to Mughal. Two sides who'll be hoping to maybe put a bit of silverware in the back pocket this year. Manor seem to be a little bit on a decline, but they'll be looking to maybe put out a statement for the year ahead against Mohan. I suppose I was talking to Sean Boylan a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> this decline has been happening for a while in Manor Hamilton. It just hasn't declined yet. But um, I think they are coming to a transition, certainly. Um, some of their stalwarts have given so much service at this stage. Um, I'm not sure how much is left in the tanks. But I suppose just to go back to Declan's point, I suppose the CCCs, and I see it here across the water in Sligo. The difficulty this season is massive, Declan, what you've had to, um, I suppose, endure to get competitions up and running with the county conflict. 
I suppose conflict is the wrong word, but the crossover with county and club at the minute, you know, like it is it, like it is an issue for clubs, I'd imagine, where they'd prefer to have their county players available to them in the preparatory phase. But obviously that's not feasible, especially with Leitrim's championship game. Um, semi-final been out in the middle of July. So I suppose from a time restriction point of view, you're never going to be able to achieve that. Yeah. Yeah, no, it, like the, the, the time... The time is the key factor, you know, and I suppose when you're trying to balance uh, uh, fixing games and giving a meaningful program to club players and also, you know, trying to balance that with the inter-county activity, we would be, we'd be very good of having a run in both football questions and obviously, and when that happens, hopefully, uh, it's going to have another knock-on effect on, on the scheduling going down. But to be fair to the way that County players become available when the championship before the club season uh, concludes at league level, we'll say. So it's not going to impact the games for club players. It's just the personnel that will be available for them in those games may increase as July goes on or may remain static. Hopefully remain static, to be fair, because we obviously want to see the footballers doing very well in both of those competitions. Yeah, in terms of the actual competition structure, um, you mentioned eight teams in that top two divisions, Division One and Division Two, four games each. Will the remaining three fixtures or three opponents get a chance to play each other, or is there a final stage or semi-final stage in each of these competitions, or is it just a, a set four rounds of fixtures and, and just play the games off? Yeah, that's yeah that that's the way it's set out, uh, Breffney, because. What we really wanted to do in this was to start a competition and get it finished. So what has happened in the set out of the of the fixtures was the the, the, the draws were done, if you like, for uh, for seven rounds, which would be the regular competition, uh, and it, it was randomised. It was done randomly, uh, and from the point of being done randomly, the rounds one four have been played, and rounds five, six, and seven uh, will not happen. So it's everybody obviously will not play everybody, but it should still be a meaningful competition at the concluding stages of that. The top two teams in each division will contest the league final. Okay, so it's as it's as much as we can get in the circumstances that we are, are find ourselves in with COVID and everything that's going on in the world at the moment. Declan, I suppose uh, in terms of that, we'll put the fixtures out in the show later in the program. We'll be following it obviously week to week on the show here as well. Thanks very much for clarifying those couple of few bits and pieces for us, and I'm sure we'll be chatting to you through the rest of the season. Okay, thank you very thanks, much, Graffney. Thanks, Declan. Thanks, Declan. Talk to you soon. And I wish you both, wish you both the very best. Luck. Okay, thank you. Thank you, Declan. Now, of course, it's all well and good talking about what's coming down from the county board's point of view, but how does that affect players in the clubs around the county? And we've decided we catch up with someone who knows the club game inside out in the county over the last few years. And that, of course, is the captain of last year's senior champions, Mohull. Gaelic Football Club, GA Club. Uh, Daniel Beck, former county player, of course, well-known around the county, but now playing his trade at club level within Mohawk Club. Daniel, you're very welcome to the show. Thanks very much, yeah. Delighted to be here again. Yeah. Now, of course, <laughs> well, it is. And, of course, we're looking down the, the barrel of another year. Last year, very strange. Worked out very well for yourselves. But now, I suppose we're eight or ten days away from the first league game of the season against Manor Hamilton, it's a little bit of a change, though, from what you'd be used to in uh, previous years. Uh, yes, it is. Uh, I suppose it's it's uh, very surreal, I suppose, for everyone. But 
at the end of the day, it is football. Um, we're, we've been locked up for the last number of, of eight, eight, nine months there. So I think that's probably the longest off-season a lot of people are going to have to have had in the last 10, well, I know myself as well, like 10 years probably, I wouldn't have had that unless I was injured or something like that. But um, I know there's games coming up really, really soon. They don't really have that bite to them because you've hadn't, you hadn't time to think about them really, you know what I mean? Um, we just were back, this is our third week training. We've played games among ourselves. We're blessed with numbers, I suppose, on a Sunday. But they've been fairly competitive. There's lads taking lumps out of each other. There's lads that have been doing stuff away from home on their own. Like So, look, we're looking forward to getting a bit of competitive football. I suppose, Danny, the question I'd ask you, and down here, I'm managing myself, and I suppose, you know, how, how do you find lads coming back? I'm sure, Liam, had you, had you looking after yourself as well for the last <laughs> couple of months, but... You know, by and large, we're kind of we're we're lucky. We're injury free. How are you? How are you faring out? Um, I suppose the first night we went back, we had forty four out training. You know, lads were just delighted to get out. But uh, <laughs> we've got the gear sizes in now, so the numbers have dwindled. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, <laughs> look, like yeah, I suppose a lot of lads have been away from sports and away from stuff, and we've picked up our niggles there now as well. We've lads tore hamstrings. We've lads that have went over an ankle stuff that they wouldn't have done that they when the when they were off for the last eight months and stuff like that. But look, the enthusiasm is there. We've lads out that haven't played football in could be three, four years, you know. And they're just delighted to be out with people. But again, like we we don't know what's around the corner, how long these lads are going to be around for, if there's flights going to be opened up. We don't know exactly who's going to be here in the summer, who's not going to be here at the minute. But no look, enthusiasm is good. Uh, you can't fault any of the lads that way. What have you been up to from the last time? Sorry, Go on in. Sorry, no, no. I, I suppose the question, I suppose, uh, from Leitrim's point of view, or from the, you know, the the club, um, the non-competitive leagues. I suppose a club like yourselves, mm-hmm. Danny, that are at the top of the tree, you're probably happy enough with that, you know, to 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 gradually ease into the championship season. Whereas maybe a team maybe that's newer or with a new management or whoever would prefer probably to have some competitive action. So there's probably varying scales in the county. You know, from teams who are kind of starting afresh, and and a team like like Mohol or maybe Matter Hamilton who are on a long path, you know, and have been there for a long time. You know, uh, how do you see that kind of from your perspective? Yeah, look, at, I suppose in one way the county board's hands are tied. What can they do? And in other ways, like you're looking at a player's perspective, like is there going to be much of an edge to the league? How much emphasis is clubs going to put on the league? Are they going to just yeah, look, we'll give a few young lads a game here and get them a bit of senior football and stuff like that. What way are they going to look at it? Like, we have six lads with the county at the minute. And then, like, the story was we had lads coming back last year who couldn't get into our team from the county setup, you know, because we had progressed so well in, in challenges among ourselves. Like, we, when you're blessed with numbers, we have 30. Like, I can probably safely say that some of the league games are probably our games among ourselves on a Sunday are probably going to be bit more gritty and bursting each other and a bit more fight in them because lads want to get into that mm-hmm. one to fifteen. Um but look, I suppose every club has to approach every game at the weekend. Like you're not gonna go out to lose, but obviously some clubs are gonna say we're gonna use it as a stepping board. Okay, we're gonna test ourselves against Mohull now, but like is that the true Mohull that's gonna be in the championship that's gonna be playing six weeks down the line, you know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. it's hard to yeah. judge judge where you're at, but just get out and play football. I suppose it's great to be back at it, you know. That's the overriding feeling, 
um, and getting as well, Danny. You know, the, the lads are just delighted to be back out playing. They're f- full of enthusiasm. They're full of vigor, and they're full of you know, they're full of action like that everywhere. So, so was that for yeah. right across the board everywhere? You know, so that's good. Like, yeah, that's great. Yeah, it's great to have that back. In real terms, Danny, though, you touched on it there about uh, international travel and even just national travel reopening up to people mm. over the next couple of months. Holidays are going to come in where we're not going to have that same buy-in that we had last year when people literally couldn't leave their parish. Um, yeah. Has that been noticeable within the squad and maybe even just in the, the locker room talk, the dressing room conversations that are happening at training or, or whatever might be going on? Uh, yeah, look, there's been whispers already of, of lads, if things ease up, lads going away and stuff like that. Like, that, that's, I suppose, part and parcel of it now in the summer. Like, lads will get away. Obviously, Leitrim, there isn't that, I suppose, appeal for work around the place. Like, so, it's always going to be there to get away, to get away to the sunshine, especially after a year where nobody's got away, you know. So, you just have to kind of mind your house. Like, I suppose last year, everyone had their full hand. No one had the excuse that lads were away. Every single club had their full hand available to them, and um, it's just as I suppose is how you manage them. If you like, if them lads are holding back and you're telling them, yeah, you're gonna stay, stay around, and then come championship, they're not in your first fifteen. That's that's a different story. Like that's another argument you're gonna have with management. So yeah, look, I suppose, I suppose we just have to play it by what the government do. If, if we get restrictions lifted, I'm pretty sure lads will go. You know. In terms of, I suppose, uh, the actual league year t- taking part in the first game, it's been moved to accommodate the intermediate final that wasn't played. We talked about it with Declan earlier in the show. Yeah. Uh, but in terms of that game against Anadolf on Saturday week, um, how do Mola approach that? Are you going in with with those championship views in mind? Aidan talked on a couple of different approaches clubs might have. What's the approach from Mola's point of view as far as you're aware? Well, I suppose we've lads, we've lads there that's going to try and get in. Like we got a good influx of young lads there now again. They're after re-energizing the thing. Like I'm sure they're going to want to get into the setup. And like when these county lads come back, then again, like they're going to say, "Well, I'm here now, but you have to move me," you know. So look, that's that's the beauty about the position Mohol are in at the minute. We have numbers, and your your strength is numbers. Like you know, you can have thirty lads and. 15 of them are, are competitive but at the minute like we've 24 25 lads that will be pushing for 15 positions so yes we're blessed in a way but that's that's liam's headache then so he can he can pick the team you know so but look it's up to the lads to get in there when them six lads are away and there's other lads that have carried Knox, alan armstrong has tore his hamstring like so like it's realistically it's start of championship he's looking at like you know to get back in or, or probably missing a league or a game or two at the start of the championship so that's how doors open and other lads get in and step up to the mark, you know. I suppose, Danny, I'd see that, you know, from my time in Manor Hamilton in the last couple of years, I suppose maybe it's changed a little now, but that's what have been the case. You know, we would have had a lot of lads in the county set up and then training club was very good and all of a sudden your, your panel grows, it just gets bigger because mm. um, the lads at home are doing the work and it's very hard to leave them out when the county fellas come back and there's always that trade-off, which is a great position for a club to be in. You know, yeah. it's um, it's 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 strong. So you're probably, I'd say, enjoy it when you have it now at the minute. Um, and mm. long may it stay with you. But the, I suppose the cyclical thing is that that changes and goes around exactly. in its yeah. own time. You know. Yeah, and you've seen that through the years, and I suppose like even 2006, we won our first one. I was 19, like, and like we thought that team there, there was 
probably 10 out of starting 15 were under 22, 23. Like, and we were saying, sure, this is handy. We'll have a bag of them, you know. <laughs> and we didn't win anything then till 15, you know. So, um, yeah, it goes around in cycles. And I suppose even for the likes of the older lads like myself and Papa and them, it's easier to hang around when you are winning those games and winning those championships. And there's a sniff of a championship there to get another one and stuff like that. But, no, look, it's, it's a lot easier when you're winning. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I was going to ask you about that because you've seen both ends of it coming into a season as the champion. Uh, you're there to kind of people to take shots at you and you're you're the, the scalp this, this season. Uh, but also it generates that interest within the club and those youngsters coming through really know that they have to emulate a champion to get the jersey. Um, is The pros and cons of that, how does that work within the squad at, at the moment? I suppose, does it sit easy or is it an issue kind of getting the head right for that coming back for another campaign? Uh, look, as you can look at it both ways, you'd sooner people from outside more trying to take a scalping at you or rather than the county final. Like in 18 there, we didn't turn up, you know, so then we've our own people taking scalps at us. So I'd rather the, the people from outside coming, coming at us because we're winning <laughs> rather than, than upsetting the, the people at home. But like, yeah, look, that's why the influx of youngsters is, is key. Like, you know, Sir Alex Ferguson always said, even when he won his championships, freshen it the next year because you can't, you know, like that's, it's a change of mentality. It's a, it's a shift again. And it's probably up another notch in gears, you know. So, yeah, look, we'll just we'll keep mosey on with what we have with some really good young lads. Um, just might take a bit of time to get, get into it. But look, that league, them league games will be, will be vital for those. I suppose finally, from my point of view, just uh, the one I suppose noticeable gap in the last couple of months while you've been in lockdown has been the fact that as league from champions, you didn't get to represent the county in the Connacht Club Championship. Um, disappointed about that, or is it something that you're not really that bothered about? It was only bonus territory in the first place. No, um, it's something like I suppose when we went over to Castlebar that time and gave them a good run for the money, and um, we were really. Like last year, we wanted another crack at it. I think it would have been the, the Sligo champions, if I'm not right, wasn't it, Aiden? Sure, so. yeah. And like, look at you've gone down there, you have you're, you're not going in to we'll say Galway or Mayo, like you're going to Sligo and with a with a chance saying, Yes, we can give these boys a good run, nothing easy either. But look, that's where you want to test yourself, you know. Well, Danny, I suppose there's a lot of talk at the moment going around, I suppose, with the county football, the, you know, the way it's 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 dipped unfortunately, the last couple of games about the standard of football in the county. Like, and I would be one to say, mm-hmm. you know, having seen it firsthand, you know, the Leitrim standard in club football and among the among the, the, the elite clubs is still very, very high, you know. And yeah. I think what it takes from your perspective and the Willans and Ballinamores and Manor Hamilton, whoever else, and there's Carrick are obviously coming now as well, you know, for someone to break the duck. Because I do, I remember back when I was playing football the first Oh, well, and we're contesting Connacht finals on a regular basis. You know, they were mm. they were right on the fringe of, you know, and Ballinamore weren't far away and you know, Gordrets at the time. But I, I would see that was very important, Danny, you know, that 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 yeah. you know, some club takes on this um and ye are taking it on currently. I matter Hamilton have taken it on and you know, I wouldn't have taken it on for years. Just you know, the mantle of winning that Connacht Club championship for a Leitrim club is huge. Like I would see that as a massive step. In trying to regenerate the, you know, the, the the whole county's everything in the county. Yeah, and I think it automatically, like if you get one club that'll actually break the mold and actually win, win that game in Connacht, the rest of the boys will follow suit because they'll up their game saying we have to match these guys, you know, um, and you see that, like, you, like if you look at 
I'd say the county finals in 15 and 16, like I'd say 18, 19, 20, 21 have been better games because it's improving. And I do agree that last year's championship, like I know um, Terry obviously said, had to, had to have been with Cavan and Leitrim, like, but like I thought last year's championship was very good. And I thought the tempo was very good of it too. And, and the speed of the games was very good. And it's just a pity that I suppose everyone couldn't get in to see it, you know. So look, different people have different mindsets, but I do think if some one club does break that, break that mantra in Connacht, the rest will follow suit. No, I agree. St. Uh... Mary's and Gales did get to finals as well in the mid-90s, if memory serves me right. Yeah. Sorry, I, I No, no, you're fine. I was only just referring to that, just back kind of, you know, we have been strong. You know, this there's a perception out there at the minute maybe that we're not strong. Like, that's that's a, a, mis, a misperception as far as I'm concerned. You know, yeah. we do have the depth. And particularly, you know, when there are clubs working as hard as they're working and I know they work on the ground in every club going on and you know Danny's you know, for both for years with Matt Gaffey and the likes of and every club yeah. has had that so I, it's a bit disingenuous sometimes for me to, to put ourselves down too easily because I think you're right if, if some if somebody can break the duck and, and just turn this thing around um, you know we, we it, it'll help the club game and develop it even more in the county yep I agree 100% Absolutely. Well, listen, Danny, the very best look to you on Saturday week in that clash against Anna Duff. It kickstarts uh, and return to club action here at senior level or adult level, at least in the county uh, in nine days time as we're recording this. Uh, so best luck uh, to you for the season. Uh, hopefully we'll be seeing you in and around county final. We're not going to get ourselves in trouble by, by wishing you that you win it. We have a couple of other people very upset with us. But, uh, Danny, I, Danny I, I, wish the, I wish you the very best of luck, Danny. <laughs> Thanks, Aiden. Aiden, <laughs> Aiden, doesn't live, Aiden doesn't live in Leitrim. He, he can get away with it. Thanks very much, Danny. We'll chat no again. worries, man. All the best. Hello, Danny. Cheers. Danny Beck there, of course, of Mohol. County champions last year. A medal you have yourself in the locker, Aiden. Pride of place yeah. on the Matthews. Yeah, pr- Absolutely proud to play us. It took a long time to get it. <laughs> I think I was 30, I was thirty when we won we won our championship against Fiend in ninety nine. But um, yeah, absolutely. Um, they, they became a bit more plentiful around Manor Hamilton in the years following that. But um, at the time they were very very scarce. And I think we bridged a twenty two year gap at that stage. And just goes it shows shows the um the contrast I suppose and and the difference it does make to win a county championship in the club. You know, Manor Hamilton had lingered for years you know, between senior and intermediate. And we were doing okay through the 90s and we were developing slowly. But when you win a championship in a club, it just gives the club a completely different dynamic. You know, um, the sale of the games and stuff becomes much easier. The young people want to get playing. And like, and then Manor Hamilton obviously came along with their onslaught in the late uh, noughties. And, you know, it, it's, it's just, it's, 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 it's a great place to be uh, winning a club championship. And I suppose, you know, I've a lot of good friends in Fiend over the years and you know there's a soft spot in me um you know for my teammates that time Kelly McLaughlin and Porrick Flynn and the guys and you know not winning their championship and you know what it meant to me to win that championship was 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 something you know that I can I can never um overstate um so looking forward to the to the championship starting and you know everyone goes out at the start of the year kind of I suppose with great ambitions and people kind of say Asher it's not that big a deal <laughs> No, until you get out of it, and then then it's a big deal. You know, it's a big it's a big deal. The senior championship in every any any championship, Brefney. You 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 alluded there to yourself, put yourself down that you hadn't won 
any championship, every championship is important. Every championship is important. It doesn't matter what it is, you know. Um, you know. You bowed at me now. That was actually that was actually all fair uh, between takes. <laughs> uh, my, what I said was not that I hadn't won a championship, but that I barely played in a championship. It's very different. <laughs> that was like thanks, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Um, no problem. Yeah, let's let's change the subject before I get even further embarrassed about my own playing history. In terms of other things that are going on with Limited G at the moment, you've heard us talk about it plenty of times over the last few weeks. But of course, uh, Win a Wedding is a fantastic promotion that's been done by the good people in Leitrim GA in association with Lochrane Castle Estate and Gardens. And it is, of course, the opportunity for you or anyone around you to win a wedding to the value of €25,000. That's 150 guests with you and your loved ones at Lochrane anytime up until 2025. So uh, well worth getting your name in that hat as well. Uh, almost 75-80% of the tickets already gone for that draw. It's going to be a huge fundraiser again for Leitrim. Uh, please support it if there's someone in your life who's recently engaged or maybe even if there's someone who's completely single but you want to give them the the little push they need to, to go find that uh, special person in their life. Aidan, you might take it and renew the vows. I know we've asked Terry and a few others. Uh, any signs maybe you might renew the vows? Well, every time I'm on the show, Brett, you've brought it up every time I've been here with you. So I'm trying um, to give your wife uh, ideas. <laughs> but I uh, know absolutely. You're all caught in the side. It's a fantastic prize for any young couple to get. Um, you know, we've all been there. And then the worry and the expense nowadays of putting on a wedding and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, even I suppose nowadays when there's no guests coming um, in the current COVID times, it'll be a great, it'll be a great house outlet to have a, a wedding with um, with so 150 people coming to us and uh, fully covered. So it's a great Absolutely. prize. Absolutely. But check that out with a wedding.ie for all the information on the prize and the venue as well. Fantastic venue, of course, uh, well known to anyone in the county who's been in pretty much anything over the last few years. It's one of the, the top, top venues in the region. Uh, that's pretty much it for the week. The very best look to the ladies at the weekend. The hurlers and footballers, they have a weekend off. We're going to be taking a look over the next coming weeks at some of the underage teams uh, taken to the field for Leitrim in championship action over the next coming weeks. I know we'll have Benny Gokian in the 20s. We'll also be chatting to the minor management in due course as those teams prepare for their own championship seasons. Uh, but it will be all about the club from next week. We're back, club action, back in force. Five league games next week, a full slate of round of games across all divisions the week after. It feels great to be back talking about football again after so many months not. Aidan, thanks so much for joining me. Pleasure, even though you outed me. I'll get you back for that one. Um, <laughs> appreciate thanks it. Me. And uh, we'll be back next week with another show. Thanks to you then.